All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Snooze and Boo. Uh, once again, you are joined by Steve and Lope. Uh, today I'm drinking uh, absolute vodka with a little orange juice. Make myself a little screwdriver. How about you, nice. Lope? Uh, I'm drinking uh, Blue Moon that my cousin brought over earlier. I haven't had these in a while. Uh, and just uh, drinking it again after probably like years of drinking these. Yeah. I'm like, why did I like this? I had, uh, I remember when I stopped, like, I remember it was a thing for a good few months. Yeah, it was. We were getting them, and oh, these are good. And I just remember, like, I think it was one bad hangover that got me, like, the moon was a shitty. And I remember the <laughs> whole, like, because uh, I never do the fruit and the orange thing, and I just remember, like, seeing the fruit, I just looked at it like, man, that's, that's douchey. <laughs> are blue moons for douchebags? Like, am I a douchebag? Oh, let me, put, let me go stop getting these. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I had one of those moments, yeah, and I haven't had one since. It's just more of the taste for me. I don't know. I'm like, it's weird. I don't know. Like, does your taste evolve along with everything else? You know, like as you get older. I think or? I think it does because you definitely have a different mindset. I don't, let, let's exaggerate. When you're a kid, you know, you like a lot of sweets and all that stuff. Oh, okay. As you get older, you kind of like grow to like ah, that's a little too sugary for me. Oh, I don't if, know. I love sugar, man. Oh, well, see, if I see if I would, <laughs> well, if I would have told went back in time and told the five year old in me like ah, that's too sugary for me. But the five year old me would have slapped me like <laughs> no, no such thing, buddy. You know, like oh, like the Batman and Robin meme. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, see, I, mean, I remember putting scoops of sugar in my Frosted Flakes or my cereals because they weren't <laughs> sweet enough. Do you ever do it? Oh, con flakes. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have sugar. It's not Frosted yeah, Flakes. You know, it's like, like man, oh man. Yeah. But it's like I remember like getting a little like upset because like I guess you know uh, because like the milk's cold. It's not like you know a cup of coffee where you know you put in sugar and it kind of dilutes it as you mix it. Yeah, cr- it melts. True. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't do that. Yeah. So I kept putting scoop after scoop after scoop, and it's like, man, I don't really taste. You it. don't taste. <laughs> kind of, sort of, but not until you get the very end where you drink the milk. And it's, it's just all like the res- diabetes <laughs> in my mouth, man. It's like, it's like, uh, that's pretty funny. Is this your but, first beer of the day? This uh, is the first drink for me. This is my fourth, I want to say. Oh, okay. So not too long ago you started drinking. Yeah. We're just chilling, like, right here in the back. Oh, okay. Loth has a pool, just so you guys know. So during the summer times, uh, there's a lot of traffic going through here. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Always, like, family days. Yeah. When we're bringing the kids and whatnot. You know what? I was surprised because yesterday we had the the UFC 190 Ah, fight last night uh, over at the house. And almost everybody brought some brews. And I was so surprised when we ran out. <laughs> like, this has never happened to me before. <laughs> there's usually always, like, in the morning residue, and I use that. Oh, right. Like, yeah, always, almost always, there's at least, like, a 12-pack left over. And I was like, we. I think we ran out, like, a, a little before or after midnight or something like that. Was it? I think it was before. Before? Uh, it was I, way yeah, before. Yeah, it was early. And I was like, we didn't have that many people over, and um, I guess everyone just drank and drank last night. You know? I mean, we had people over. I think there were a lot of people yeah? there. You know, uh-huh. just like... At a certain point, you know, there was a decent amount. But everybody brought a 12-pack, so that means everyone had... I, I know I had my fair share, but... It's like, just, say there were, like, 12 people and everybody brought a 12-pack. So everyone drank at least 44 beers? Every, you know? Everyone drank at least a 12. I know I drank more than 12, so maybe not. I don't know. But it, oh, it was just man. funny to me, like... I, just, I don't think that's ever happened to me before. Like, we're out? <laughs> Are we out of beer? <laughs> Holy shit, you know? It was uh, one of Supply and demand, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. So, what would you think of the fight last night? Mm. Or the, the fights? Um... Well, you know, I got there kind of late. Yeah. And see, like, you know, like any of the first ones. Do you remember which one you got there for? Uh, It was still daytime, though. Yeah, it was daytime. It was a bit after 7. Okay. I remember. uh, Yeah, well, I didn't think, you know, I think it's just me and Elliot that were there from the 5 o'clock one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, but um, so you came in for it after the main card. Yeah. All the the good ones. Yeah, Yeah. after uh, 7, that's when I kind of, like, jumped in. Yeah. I'm trying to think which one was the first one that I saw. 
Because I saw the... What was the... Bigfoot fight? Oh, yeah. I, think, I want to so say it was the one before the Bigfoot fight. The two girls? Because there was two girls before the... Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That, that's, like, the one that I came in. Uh, as an outsider, do you... Um, uh, I mean, but you're getting more into it now, more, right? Yeah, you know, like, over? every time you watch, you know, it's like, you pick up on all these things, you know, yeah. as you go along. What about for, like, seeing girls beat up each other? Beat each other? Is, this, is it still weird? Because for a lot of people, it's still, like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to see that, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, it's barbaric. Yeah, yeah. Do you still feel that way? Uh... I guess just because it's still like in the, I don't know, maybe earlier stages, you know, where it's not like a thing yet. Yeah. But I mean, almost like, you know, like women voting once upon a time. It's like, oh man, women can vote. But yeah. I mean, it's like, just, you know, natural now, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think it's probably just going to be like one of those things where after a while it's going to be like, oh yeah, you know, it's going to be, you know, like right up there with, you know, all the you yeah. know uh, male fighters. Yeah, because boxing course. actually, even the boxing's been around for way longer, bo- female boxing never took off that much either. Like, you can't tell me, I think the only female boxer that I can even name, and I was really in a boxing for a while, I was like Tatiana Ali, just because she was Muhammad Ali. Oh, boxer. right, right. You know, I didn't know, it's not popular enough, I don't think, but, you know, who can't tell you that Ronda Rousey isn't the champ right now, you know? Right, she's, right. I think she's transcending the sport to be as far as popularity-wise. Definitely. Yeah, and Definitely. I think in a good way, you know, especially right now when girls need more, you know, um, I guess people look up to like I, I hate using the term feminism because I don't really believe feminism is just equality. You know, I could say masculinism. You know, it's it, or it's and it means equality. I, I don't want to say one's better than the other. You know, I just I right. feel like it's all equal and all that stuff. You know, it's just two people doing you know it's whatever two, they're doing. Just two like, people, there's yeah. no need to like address it as a gender issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. that's what like I think if we stop doing that. Exactly, you know, yeah. people could just see beyond that. Yeah, it, it's not gonna be a big deal anymore. You know? Right. I, I hope hopefully one day we'll get to that point. Yeah, which I'm sure it's that's all the prime. progress. Absolutely. It's all progress. But I, I like the fact that uh, that. Uh, it's weird because I actually don't like her as a person. She's hit or miss sometimes because sometimes she has a really bad attitude. And I was like, God damn it, why are you such a bitch? You know, <laughs> I want to like you. I want to like you. So, you know, and no, but there's no denying her skill level. You know, obviously. Right, right. But I'm just saying, as a person, you want it, you want them to be uh, good in and out of the ring or out of the cage in this case. But it's cool because you know I have like Gwen come watch. Oh, check it out. I I, I want to instill uh, in, in my kid like, oh, you know, it's I don't want her growing up thinking i don't even want it to be an issue where like oh no you're, you're a girl i'm not supposed to do that right i don't right. Even want it to be a thing like if she feels like doing something like that oh yeah okay. it's not supposed to be like oh a boy thing or girl thing i just want her to grow up being like oh it's is it my thing or is it not my thing you know mm-hmm. instead right right yeah without like instilling like the gender issue like already you know like you have to know your place in life yeah because you're a girl and you can't do what a guy does exactly taking that away like it'll be like a different mentality that they evolve from yeah it's like who so. knows like what'll come around you know like later on down the I, line. I, I hope so you know we hope you know and it's just it's so weird to think because i you know it's not like i never thought this way i always thought like oh of course you know you know uh, things would be um uh equal or not equal but it's already equal uh like better for everybody you know right. growing up but now when it affects me directly like oh no you're you have a kid in the world who's this is their future it's right. so weird for me to like oh like oh it's uh, maybe i was a little bullshitting earlier <laughs> you know maybe i really <laughs> i really care about it now maybe i just said i did you know, to get laid or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Put it into perspective. And it's like, oh, okay. All right, you got me. You got me. Yeah, so, right, right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I get you, definitely, you know. Like, we can, like, you know, get them young, like, trying to take away, like, all the stigma from before, you know, where yeah. it's just, like, you know, natural almost, you know. Yeah. Just like, you know, like, uh, women in the workplace, you know, earning uh-huh. less for doing the same job as right. a guy, you know, just because they're a woman, you yeah. know, stuff like Absolutely. that. Yeah, but it's, like, it, it's definitely issues that... um 
I mean, they're getting better because pro- future is always progress. I don't think that's ever been somewhere where it's degressed from anywhere. How, do you, uh, any situation uh, from when it's it's always been moving forward. I mean, so from civil rights to now, obviously we still have issues now, and it's way oh, better right. than it was fifty years. Oh, ago. Exactly. Was there ever a time where it was better fifty years ago? You know, I don't uh, think I can't. So, not in the modern world. I don't think. Yeah, so. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, for any whether it's race or uh, gender equality or. Or immigrant, illegal immigrant, you know, whatever, um, you know, whatever the issue happens to be, political issue happens to oh, be. Oh right, it's right. it's never been better fifty years ago, <laughs> you know. Even though a lot of people probably think that way, like in my day, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my, it, it was better that you guys, it was things were segregated or something. But that's just like you know because they're just used to that, right? You know. But I mean, it's not like uh, the caste system in India, you know, where it's yeah. like you're born into that life that's no matter really what. That's really bad, man. Yeah. That's a. a and whole talk lot about one percent, you know, because it's really, really, really rare. What's fucked up about that is actually I was watching, um, you know, those top ten videos I'm always watching. Mm-hmm. They had one where the top ten most beautiful or unique buildings in the world, or, or no, most richest, expensive buildings in the world, and they had one in the middle of I want to say Dubai. Uh, but it's a residence, actually, and it's like it looks like a uh, not the world's tallest building. I'm not talking about that, but it's, this is actually oh, right. a residence, like an apartment building. I think it's like ten stories, and it looks phenomenal. This is mm. one of the like um, it, it's, if I show you a picture, you'll be like, wow, it, it, it's just incredible to look at, incredible to see. Like I wish I could just spend a day there just to see how it is. And it's uh, like the pool is on the fourth level, you know, shit like oh, that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, really, nice, really incredible, nice. incredible stru- architecture. And, but the so ironic thing is, it right in the middle of one of the poorest uh, like cities, and like it's literally surrounded by poor people. So it's it's it sucks to me that I can imagine the mentality where you're literally having to look at that and be fuck you, you know, just going. Huh. You're you're literally going home to a shack no bigger than you know no bigger than what ten, ten, four, uh, eight by eight cell or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and then every morning you wake up and you look at this uh, beautiful monstrosity that <laughs> that's just kind of teasing you every day, you know. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, um, but India's one of the. I, I can't tell you. I mean, you know, there's a cool little quote from Enter the Dragon um, that Jim Kelly says, uh, the black dude, mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, it, and it says like he gets to China and he's just looking around, and it's he's in, he's in like a the poorest part, and uh, he says to John Saxon, you know John Saxon, the old old actor, mm-hmm. uh, he was in the first Friday, uh, first Freddy Krueger movie. Uh, well, anyways, um, um. Uh, he looks around and tells him like. Uh, Ghettos are the same all over the world. They stink, <laughs> and, and it's uh, and and then Saxon's like, go, same old Williams, huh? And it's like hey, you know, that kind of thing. But it was cool. It's really cool. Like he's right. You know, poor people just relate to wherever in the world you are. You just relate to the the way you feel so shitty growing up poverty. You know, right? Did you ever have that? Like I know we didn't, you know, we grew up really low class, hmm. but I never had the mentality where I'm like. Oh yeah, I'm poor, and you know, p- other people have it better than me. You know, I never had. Did you or uh that. You know, because, I mean, uh, just, I guess, I don't know, just same neighborhoods. I don't know. Like, I mean, this you're pretty much, like, in your general, like... Uh, mm-hmm. North uh, Palm Beach. If I, you know, 310 back then. But yeah, you know, there. just, like, uh, went to elementary school, like, down the street. Yeah. You know, went to middle school over here. So you're surrounded by everybody. Right? So, I mean, everybody's pretty much, like, on the same level. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know, like, uh, economically yeah, or uh, social, yeah. social class. But um, it wasn't until, like... Uh, Probably uh, high school, mm-hmm. where you know, it's not necessarily. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think you know, we had a similar conversation where you, it's a little bit higher class of people that are going to your school, right? Well, yeah, you know, because it's not like it's a private; it's still considered a, a public school. I think it's it's a they're called charter schools, right? Where it's just below uh, private schools. No, but it's, it's not but a charter, it's still, but it's still open to a public. It's considered a magnet school. 
What, uh, it's not charter. I was just watching a movie where charter. it's something where because it's not uh, usually the standard for for school systems is location, and this and it's something where it's not based on just where you're located at, right? Right. It's something where you need something some sort of a ap- application, right? Uh, yeah, you have to like apply, mm-hmm. you have to interview. It's almost like getting a job. Right, right. right. So that, but that, um, that's what I'm saying. It's not the your average Joe. People exactly. Would, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's like not you know specifically you know catered to just like rich kids or anything. Mm-hmm. But you know there were rich kids that right. went there. You know. It almost, you know, like, had, like, this, you know, it wasn't just, like, a public school where, uh, like, oh, I just moved into the neighborhood. Oh, I'm going to go to this high school. Like, you can't do that. You right, know? right, right. Like, usually, uh, there's never any, like, you can't just, like, jump in, you know, like, oh, I'm going to finish my senior year at mm-hmm. this high school. It doesn't work that way. You have to start from, like, ninth grade and, you know, if you make it to your senior year there. But, you know, it's happened where, you know, some people get kicked out, whether it's for bad grades, like, mm-hmm. probation, things like that, you know. But it's, uh, you know, like, some of the people that were there, you know, they're, you know, average Joes, you know, that kind of thing. You know, and it's, like, a multi-district school. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, from, like, L.A. County, we're, like, Long Beach Unified, you know, different parts of Southern California, you know, that went there. And, you know, it had a pretty wide array. You know, there were, you know, like, your rich kids and it's, like, oh, you know, people that obviously grew up different, you know. The things that they're used to, I was kind of like, wow. Maybe it was, like, uh, I don't know, maybe, like... A really nice graphing calculator or something. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, man, how'd you get that? I had to struggle just to get this. And it's right. like nowhere near that, you know, just like little things like that. And, of course, like, like for uh, the hand-me-downs type thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 definitely. You know, you're, you're getting hand-me-downs for your cousins or older siblings and that kind Pretty of thing. Much, yeah. Everybody else has new shit. For, actually, I experienced that really quickly, like in elementary school. Because, mm. you know, I went to that the, the one of those Christian private schools. And where it was all, like, whites and maybe a few Asians, maybe a few black people. But... Like I think all, my family was the only Mexican family there, oh, nice. aside from the janitor's kids. Because <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. Aside from he was he was the only they were the only other Hispanic families there because the janitor you know he's got to send his kids there for whatever you know, you know for free obviously. Oh right. But I remember I remember noticing it after you know after I got out of there. But at the time, it never occurred to me maybe because just naivete you know and ignorance or whatever. But mm-hmm. like I would go, I, everybody would go. Uh, and I didn't think about it until like I was in middle school. So I went to you know Hamilton, so I switched to public schools. Right. But everybody would go to school with really cool lunch boxes of whatever the fuck. And I remember yeah. going to the school with a Vons lunch, uh, Vons, Vons bag, you know, oh, from, yeah, yeah, a yeah. grocery bag, yeah. And I remember going with like regular utensils, like the metal ones, and I had to take them home, you know, after I was done using them. And then everybody else had like you know whatever you know the uh, throwaway plastic ones. Or yeah, shit gotcha. Like and, and I remember like oh shit, like why didn't it make a difference to me back then? Like why did uh, I wonder why I didn't notice it, or I wonder why it, it, it didn't matter to me. Obviously, they look, they're dressed differently than I am. I I'm obviously have, like, somebody else's clothes, like my older oh, cousins yeah, or yeah. something like that, wearing the same shoes while everybody else is there. And it never occurred to me until after, like, shit, man, there was a... I wonder if they didn't notice it, you know? I wonder if they, or if they did notice it, like, oh, you know, who's the... Pro-? But it, it never... Mm. Maybe when you're kids, that shit doesn't apply. You know, maybe when you're kids, yeah, you, you, you don't, don't learn to be... Mind, you know, right? I guess you, you don't learn to be uh, discriminative, you know. Right. I guess there's like no context there. You're just kind of going with the flow, like, oh, yeah. this is how it is. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a great picture that's kind of like that one. That like, uh, there's two little white girls and one little black kid, and they're all playing together. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a meme, and then it's like, oh, you know, racism is you're not born with racism. Right. You're taught. Yeah, Absolutely. you're taught. And Absolutely. I love that picture. And then maybe, but maybe that was a the thing. There's no like class segregation when you're young. Right. You're all just kids, and you're watching the same cartoons. At yeah. Home, you don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's cool. Like yeah. That innocence that you yeah yeah we can get man uh, I wouldn't give I'd give anything to see the I can't even imagine how I was innocent <laughs> what's that like you know like <laughs> I'd be like oh 
Maybe the next time around. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the maybe the next look. How many years it will go by before I say fuck? <laughs> you know. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, so, so have you seen uh, anything? Any cool movie previews lately? Uh, previews, previews. Like I still watch the Suicide Squad trailer just like every now and then. I just do the, for, that like, one and, little, the, and the Batman v Superman one. It's they're pretty fucking awesome. I yeah. think so, definitely. Uh, it, it, it you know Marvel's had a good run. I, th- it, I think it happens in phases because it's like when DC has a good movie, Marvel d- has shitty movies, and when Marvel's had a pretty good long set of good movies, DC has uh, shit. It, you know, it goes back and forth. Right, right. Because even as a kid, I remember when, for the first early years of the uh, late '80s and early '90s, when Batman was a big thing. Uh, man, you couldn't go anywhere without anybody not seeing the the Batmania, as it's oh, called. Batmania. You know. Uh, with the, Bur- the Tim Burton movies from 89 and 92. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then around that time, like, The Punisher was out, and that was a shitty movie. The Fantastic Four movie was out, that was a shitty movie. The Captain America movie was out, that was a shitty movie. So it was like they couldn't get a blockbuster hit like Batman was. And then the the horrible movies came, like, uh, what was it, 97, when uh, Batman Robin came out? Oh, Batman uh, Robin, Batman Forever, like, that stream of... Uh... Well, Batman Forever wasn't that bad, but Batman and Robin was... Th- that was just a movie with the script full of puns. Bad, really bad puns. I thought, like, I don't know, it all kind of had that vibe to me. But, I mean, being, like, a kid, you know, watching that stuff, it's so cool. You love like, it. You you're love seeing it. Batman, you know, like... By the way, I'm talking shit now, but it comes... It has come back to me as a bad, good movie now. <laughs> a bad, like, good movie? I've, I've watched it again, like, uh, re- fairly recently, a few months ago, and I was like, oh my god, this is horrible, but it's, it's still... It almost, like, it was when I was a kid, when I was just liking it for it being awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's, like... Well, because I haven't really seen any of those, like, since then. Yeah. You know, just, like, when they were out back then, it was, like, the thing, you know? And I remember, you know, bootlegging it, you know, VHS was, yeah. like, a thing, you know? Like, it's, like, one of those movies that I would watch all the time. Absolutely. Because it'd be badass, you know? Um, which is the one with uh, Jim Carrey as a Riddler. The third one. That's Batman Forever. Batman Forever? You know who's in that in the background? Uh, John Favreau. He's one of Wayne's bodyguards in that movie. Oh, is he really? Right when he first meets Jim Carrey's character. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting fact about that. But actually, John Favreau's been a few comic book movies now, I think, because of the, all the Iron Mans. And then, you know, a parts in the Avengers, of course. But, yeah, now you think about it, like, oh, shit, yeah, he was in a lot of those, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, whatchamacallit, um, yeah, so at that time when that came out, that was a slump. And then right after that, um, Marvel started having success. With, uh, Blade came out in 98, oh, X-Men nice. came out, I think, in 99. Uh, uh, Spider- X-Men, it was 2000. 2000? X-Men was 2000. Uh, Spider-Man right after that, right after the X-Men hit, you know, so the, that's really what became the first, like, Marvel, um, having a, a slew of successful films. Right. Right. And then Superman came out in I think two thousand four. Yeah, it sounds about right. And I it, never it, saw it, that one. That's with um, Ed Baron and Ralph. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it bombed. You know, bombed. Actually, it did okay, but it wasn't a it wasn't a critical hit. And uh, so Marvel's success continues, with the exception of then comes uh, Batman, Nolan, Batman. So then Batman's super successful, and what bombs? Fantastic Four bombs around that same same time. Uh, the the original, first one? Yeah, the first one that came out. Oh, okay. So it's just like, it's so funny. Like, they're always competing. Like, who's going to have the good season of, of Marvel comic book films? The only thing that's always had stopped uh, DC is they could never get it right. They only made good Batman movies. They couldn't make any other character good for whatever reason. Mm. And uh, now they're starting, obviously, with Suicide Squad. They're starting to, like, you guys got to branch out. You guys got to do follow the Marvel formula because they're doing it right. You know, and and they're starting to branch out more. Superman was a moderate success, so now they can create their universe, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, this is not Marvel. I mean, this is not comic book geek talk, but I love it. You know, <laughs> you know how I go. I go on. And oh on. yeah, yeah. Have you uh you saw, you recently bought the Killing Joke? Oh yeah, the Have Killing Joke. No, I haven't read it yet. It's like, a thirty minute read, man. But I, I highly recommend because they're making an animated film for it. 
with and the, uh, the two people that are reprising the roles as their swan songs, like this might be their last time, is uh, Mark Hamill as a Joker and oh. Kevin Conroy as Batman. And uh, that's like that's who you want. If you're gonna have, make a Killing Joke movie, don't give me any other voice actors. I want these two guys. The same ones from like the animated from the series, animated. Right? and that's the voice for me. That's definitive Batman voice for me. Uh, you know, I always wanted to like. Did you ever watch the Batman Beyond movies? Uh, I mean, uh, cartoons. Batman Beyond, no, no. Uh, it was pretty good, but it's an old. Uh, did you know the concept? It's an old Batman. It's in the future, set in the future. Okay. About 40, uh, 40 years in the future, where Batman's like a 70, 80 year old man, but still voiced by the same dude. And then a young, he kind of trains a, a new Batman, who's voiced by Will Freddy, which was uh, Corey's older brother in Boy Meets World. Oh, no That's way. That's Will Freddy, yeah. He, so he voices it. it. It's about three solid seasons. And uh, they're in the future, a futuristic Gotham, and obviously he's retired as Batman, but the kid breaks in, and he's kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, and it's a really good, it's a cool storyline. And they actually oh. made comics from, from the series because it was pretty successful. Oh, really? Yeah. But anyways, like, I always thought, like, if they make a Batman Beyond movie... He, when like Kevin Conroy, the actual voice actor, is like seventy, actually seventy, eighty years old, and just have him play Batman, like you know, like in live oh, it'd action, just be like that much more natural. Dude, it would. I'd blow my head off. Like, thank you. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. You know, I I would pay anything to see. That's literally my childhood meeting my adulthood, and in a perfect amalgamation. You know, yeah, I like that. Yeah. What, what uh um, we're segueing like crazy. Like, no, was, it, it happens, man. What's your favorite like cartoons or from that era when you're growing up in your adolescence? Oh man, like because I used to watch the Batman the animated series, mm-hmm. like you know, rushing home after school because it was on uh Fox. It was Fox. It was Fox, yeah, originally right Fox, and then it and then it went to WB after the third season. Did it really? Yeah, because uh, if you remember, this, it was the same producers that were on Fox. Mm-hmm. They moved to the WB because WB owned Channel Five or. Uh, um, the WB Network, mm-hmm. which is which Wonder has the rights, which has the rights to all the DC characters. Oh, that's why it moved. Yeah, so so because oh, wow. before that, that's why the cool shows in the beginning were on Fox, and then they moved to the WB. Yeah. Oh, yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think about it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, obviously, I didn't know this when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, looking back, like yeah, but you know, you learned this transition? over the years or whatever. Maybe like Freakazoid was on Channel Five. I think Freakazoid was a Channel Five. Yeah, Freakazoid was a, it was all WB shows. Yeah, Freakazoid. Oh okay. Animaniacs, of course, Tiny Toons. Yeah. All yeah, that definitely. Shit. Those are really. But Fox did stuff. have really good. Fox had Eat the Cat and Fox had the Tick, and those oh, were two the tick. Of that's my right. favorite fucking cartoons, man. That's those were so good. I remember learning about uh, aspirin from that one episode in the tape. <laughs> Do you remember uh, the Fox Kids magazine? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I used to have a Fox Kids uh, club card, the yeah. Fox Kids club card, yeah, yeah. And I remember they'd always, like, send your, your, your letters or whatever to Ted Bundy Drive. Something like that, right? Ted Bundy? Was it really Ted Bundy? I, I think I heard Ted Bundy Drive. No, it might have been Bundy Drive. Yeah, actually, it was Bundy Drive. Because I remember as I got older, I remember passing, you know, when I used to work in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. I remember passing Bundy Drive. Uh-huh. And I was always looking around, like, where's those Fox <laughs> Studios? I used to send my letters to these these guys, you know, over there or whatever. <laughs> but it, I, but it, I learned later, it actually was up the street right from the building I was working at. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, but it's just so funny. Like, oh, I, like, I remember when I first started working there, I got all like, oh, I'm a little kid. Well, yeah, screaming, absolutely. Yeah. Screaming, like, oh, I'm around the area where you know the, all the cartoons were made as if they were made yeah. but I mean when you're a kid you just think that you know of course like, yeah yeah I used to love very that very interesting uh, I'm sorry um, you were going on what's your favorite cartoons from that besides the Batman one besides Batman uh, let's see remember Darkwing Duck oh yeah Darkwing that Duck. was a great one I love Dark. I, have you heard that fan, theory, fan, uh, fan film theory that um, Darkwing and Duck t- DuckTales were in the same universe I think you mentioned it to me before yeah it's really, you really said cool. something about that I think Darkwing was supposed to be the future and DuckTales was supposed to be like a 10 year future and DuckTales was supposed to be like a like had had just happened or whatever and it all had to revolve around Launchpad because <laughs> Launchpad, Launchpad was 
Launchpad was DuckTales, I mean, uh, DuckTales, like, uh, the uncle that was looking out for him. You know, he was, like, a pilot. Oh, he yeah, was, like, yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones character. Right, uh, right. And then he was Darkwing Duck's sidekick, if you remember correctly. And the two people that existed in the same universe that, like, Darkwing hated was Gizmo. Oh, Gizmo Duck. <laughs> he was the, like, Iron Man right, of, right, of the right, Duck right. world. And he also existed in the DuckTales thing, yeah. Huh. I always remember that. But I love those, like... Um, shared universes type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, like It was that. like the coolest thing when you're a kid. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this this like character from this other cartoon is in this one. It's yeah. like, oh my god, what's going on yeah. right now? You know? Absolutely, man. Very rarely did you see that like with mo- with TV shows. But every once in a while you would, though. And at that, yeah, cool. probably. Uh, well, I remember a f- uh, crossover episode on TJF <laughs> oh. with uh, Family, Matters Family Matters and Full House. I remember that episode. Really, 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 really um, <laughs> like detailed of like um, Steve, you know Steve Urkel builds in Chicago, builds some kind of like jetpack, and he can't control it, and it flies him all the way to San Francisco, and he lands on the doorstep of uh, the Tanner household, <laughs> and then uh, it crossed over into the Full House when Carl has to go. So it's Steve Urkel living with the Full House for like a week, and then Carl has to go over there to pick him up. Huh. Yeah, it was a pretty cool episode. I remember that. I gotta watch it. Like, do they even have the, the seasons available? I'm like, sure. Oh. You know, I'm sure they have them. Like, on, you can probably YouTube it, and you'll find the clip or something like that. Not bad. Uh, damn, what other awesome. like crossover episode was there? Do you remember? Because uh, you know what I would no- was noticing with you know watching TV with my kids all the time. They're doing that all the time with Disney Channel with the Disney uh, TV shows. You know, there's like I don't know twenty uh, uh, Disney shows, and like at least uh, half of them are crossing over with each other. So it's oh, kind of nice. cool. Yeah, I, I like nice. that. It's kind of cool. Including yeah, Girl Meets World. Uh, have you seen Girl Meets I World? I still haven't watched it, dude. It's pretty good. One. I gotta tell you, as far as like those kids shows go, it's pretty good. But they're definitely paying respect to the people who are watching it now that are older that used to watch Women's Room. Because like, oh, like, they haven't fr- like, we haven't forgot about you. They're giving like, us winks and they're bringing back characters that used to be on the old show. Like, like that are not even acting anymore, but I'm, su- I'm assuming they just made a deal so they can be on this show or whatever. And you're looking, I'm like, oh, shit, that's what they did with him. Oh, like, nice. very recently we saw... Um, uh, Gwen like was hit me. I was in the bathroom and I'm you know reading one of my books. So I'm just you know how you go. I've been uh, this is me, but I go in there to take a shit and then I start reading my comic book and then, like 30 minutes later, you know, like Papa get out, you know, like <laughs> like oh shit, I forgot my bad. And then you get up and your legs are all like oh shit, you know, you gotta stretch them out. Well, I was in the bathroom reading one of my books and then um, Gwen calls me Papa, it's starting. I'm like what what's starting? It's like the new girl meets world. I'm like okay, so I go over there. And like, uh, there's like a cool new a- Asian teacher who like drives a motorcycle and wears a leather jacket. Oh, like, gotcha, like, gotcha. Uh, and I was like, oh, Gwen, hey, they're ripping off Mr. Turner. That was the Mr. guy. Mr. Turner, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He adopted Sean one Sean, time. Yeah, I remember that. He episode. adopted Sean one time, and you know they're they're kind of doing like an homage to them. So, um, yeah, and I'm like, cool. Like twenty, uh, not like ten minutes into the episode, Mr. Turner turns up in, in the show. Oh and, no way! And I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like I literally got off the couch, started like, I fucking told you, God, you know, I'm like that. And I'm calling Jackie, Gw- oh, Jay, babe, Mr. Turns to me. She's like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> but I'm, I'm super excited about it. He, he ends up being the superintendent now oh, of, the, right. of, the, of that district. And he's the one that hired Corey. Corey's a teacher now. So he's the one that hired Corey as a teacher. And oh, yeah. It's really, really cool. You know, not but, bad. But like that's, and that's not the first, you know, they've done that a few times with old characters. Like, do you remember the original Bully? Harvey, the original Bully? Uh, Ethan Supley, right? No, no, no. Ethan or- Supley was his henchman. <laughs> Because he had like it was, it was him, him and then it was another guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was the the cool guy in the middle, 
uh, Harvey was his name. Anyway. Oh, okay. They used to pick on you know Sean and Corey all the time. He's now the janitor at that school where Corey's a teacher at. Oh, yeah, so no it's, way. And Minkus, remember Minkus? Oh, Minkus, his son, nerd. his son is now like best friends with uh, Corey's kid, and sh- and he's a little nerdy dorky dude. Yeah. Oh man! And Minkus shit. was there for like parent teacher night one time, like you know that kind of shit. It's really cool. They're doing a really good job as far as like paying homage to the original show. Sounds good. Yeah, Sounds the good. parents have been in there for like Thanksgiving dinner. You know, Sean's on there every other episode. Uh, so it's really uh, Topanga. Of course. Oh, obviously. Oh. oh, but they just brought it up the black girl. I think her name is Alicia, Alicia or something. Uh, uh, Andrea. I want to say Andrea. Was it Andrea? No, I think I think it was either Alicia or Amanda. I don't remember, but they brought her back recently for an episode. It is really cool. And they even make references actually to um, like there was an episode where they go digging up like um, what do you call them those uh, capsules those time capsules. oh time capsules mm-hmm. and then what um, what Topanga had put in there was the letter that Corey received when Linda Carlini was an was a, a guest on Boy Meets World was she really yeah she was an episode that Corey had had like a fling with um, didn't know, they take a road trip somewhere they went to like a, a cabin yeah they went to like a cabin. And um, they're like Topanga was for like sick and couldn't come out, and Corey went out and he had like kind of a thing with this girl, and it was Linda Carlini actually, yeah. And oh, uh, and anyways, there was a letter that she wrote that saying it was a big thing, you know, the, uh, a story arc in the in the series. Oh, okay. Sure. And Topanga found a letter that she wrote to Corey, you know, about whoop de whoop. And then uh, she and Tamanga had to keep another and put it in a time capsule, and it was kind of cool. Like, oh shit, I know that I know the episode they're talking about. You know, Damn, really no cool. way. They're doing a good job. I highly recommend you watch. It. I know, I know, you're a grown man watching a Disney Channel. That's how I feel about it. But it's still, I, I, I used to love that show. Was one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, definitely, up, definitely. World. Yeah, um, and what was curious about that was that um, the Wonder Years was one of my favorite shows growing up. Oh yeah. And then, and I remember seeing Corey in a few episodes, like just cameos, right? He'd always do that look, like. <laughs> that was his thing. I don't know if you remember the Warriors. Anytime uh, something would happen to Kevin, it would be in front of that little kid. That would be Corey, and he'd always just have this like, <gasps> like deer in headlights, like, like a little, <laughs> like a little monsters. Like, <laughs> kind of. He, he, like, I don't know. I just remember him just being scared about everything because, like, yeah. anytime that he really came out, like either, uh, Fred Savage, uh, his yeah the brother in the movie and in real life. Like he was always like messing with them or something. It's like, got a new show by the way. It's coming out pretty soon. Oh, does he really? He's like a lawyer show, yeah. Oh, no bad. Looks interesting. But he was a director. He directs a lot of the Always Sunny in Philadelphia shows. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's like behind the scenes more working. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's I think, cool. he, like I said, he's got his own show, so that's cool. Oh man. But what's call it? Um, yeah. So he just come out, and I remember watching the Wonder Years like every time he pointed out, and everybody's never made sense to me. But I thought it was cute because oh, the guy from Clifford, you know, he was in oh, Clifford. Clifford. Love that movie. But uh, <laughs> he's a little boy from Clifford. And then uh, I realized, oh, they're brothers. Oh, and, I'm, and it's like I'm, it's one of those things where like you're ten, but you're hitting yourself in the head, like duh, mm. you know. Like, How did this get past me? Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. I love that shit, man. Yeah. What, did you ever watch the Wonder Years a lot? Oh uh, yeah, like like uh, it's like one of those shows that I really remember from. Um, I want to say it's Sunday nights, like watching the Wonder. No, wait, was it? What? No, I think I'm uh, thinking of. Um, Herman's Head. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, that was crazy. That was only like one season, huh? Yeah, I don't think it lasted long. I think Herman's Head was only one or two seasons, too. But I always thought it was like really good. I always I like the fact that that was one of the first shows where I recognized somebody's voice from The Simpsons. And I always thought, uh, I think it was Nancy Cartwright. Uh, you're Lee Smith. You're Lee Smith. Lee Smith. And I was like, oh, I, and it was kind of, was, I was just infatuated with 
like, oh shit, like that's Lisa's voice, you know, like I could, but I, I thought the show was hilarious. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was a good show. I like. I wish he had a better career because I the only, the last thing I remember him was on the Ellen show, not the my her her sitcom show she used to have for who for Ellen Ellen Generous. Uh, but for oh the main dude from Herman Herman from Herman's Head, I forget his name. Remember, I have to see him. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, like Herman. Yeah, yeah. and then I remember um, the the big dude. He was in Armageddon. Oh, uh, the big white guy. The the fat guy, right? Like, yeah, I forgot what his name was, but yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. I remember him from Armageddon. I was like, I just, I wish that show. I wish that was one of the shows that went on, went on for a few seasons, man. Because I, I thought that was a clever idea, you know. It's like. Almost like a well, I haven't seen it yet, but it reminds me of like Inside, Inside Out. Out. Yeah. yeah, you know, like <laughs> it seems it to have the same. Completely premise. ripped it off, man. I, I, they, somebody, I'd be su- if I was George Lucas, I'd be suing somebody. Uh, that's from <laughs> James Bond: Strike Back. Ah, thanks. I was just watching it the other day. <laughs> I, I forgot how well. funny. Uh, I forgot how funny Chris Rock was in that movie. He's really oh, funny the, in James Bond: Strike what Back. What was his name? Uh, Chakaka <laughs> or Shaka? <laughs> Shaka something. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just call him Shaka, like obviously right. short for Shaka Zulu, right, but like just him. But he's definitely one of those like militant black dudes. But when he's <laughs> he's uh, Jamie Kennedy, yeah, he's like talking shit to him the whole time. Prism, <laughs> like, what does he bring him? Like uh, a cup coffee. of coffee. Here's your coffee. Try spinning this, isn't you, white boy? <laughs> and he's like, there's no spinning this, sir. And he's playing the uh, Jamie Kennedy's playing the straight man. He's like, there's no spinning this, sir. Uh, don't worry about it. So like, you taste it, taste it, taste that booger flavor. You put that booger in it. It's like there's no boogers in it, sir. <laughs> and yeah. And then he just after he gets after he tastes it and here here you go here's your booger free coffee sir <laughs> he le- knocks the get the fuck out of here with that shit like it's so that character that shocking character is so good that's man just really fucking uh, yeah funny, it's man. really good I think um her uh Shannon Doherty not Shannon Doherty Shannon Elizabeth uh you know the PA dude with the backwards hat mm-hmm. it, was, it was Shannon Elizabeth's real life boyfriend who she'd always give like parts to oh, oh, oh. and he's <laughs> like. <clears throat> Shaq is like, this movie's gonna be make more more money than House Party, or, uh, or ha- no, than House Party Two, and then uh, he's the guy says like, or House Party Three. Shaq is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 that was, uh, dude, that character. I wish I want to give that character a whole movie. You know, that'd Chris be pretty good. Yeah, actually, you know what? He has one of the funniest lines in Dogma. Now that I think about it, because <laughs> when the um, when he just like nonchalantly says like. Oh yeah, Christ, you know, was always saying this, or Christ, you know, Jesus was always. Right, right. right. And then, um, what's her face, Linda Florentino. Linda Florentino. Uh, her mm-hmm. character is like, you knew Christ, and then like, he just knew him. Nigga owes me twelve bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest line in the movie, I think. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I that, and that was improvised. Uh, Kevin, uh, you know, uh, he was doing one of those like. Uh, well, uh, you know, his standing ovation. You know, when he does like a Q and A's and shit like that. Oh, okay. He was telling a story about that, and he said that that was an improvised line. That was all Chris Rock, and I thought that was the funniest line of the whole movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know why. This is no, but like you know, there's like you've seen like the that top ten video, like the top ten like improvised uh, lines. Yeah, yep, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. But it's like so like crazy, you know, just like how these things are just like you know on the fly. They like make those movies. Uh, shit, we we uh, we we got to get a bigger boat. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Oh, that was, Jaws, a, that was right. in there, and uh, that's everybody quotes that in movie number one from from Jaws. Uh, oh, here's Johnny from oh, The Shining. Uh, everybody, that's the first thing. Oh, you seen The Shining? Here, Johnny. You know, that's the first. Thing. Oh, the whole opening half of Full Metal Jacket. That was all improvised. Do you ever seen Full Metal Jacket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about that is that's uh. Uh, Army Hammer, uh, not Army Hammer. Um, uh, Gun Gunnery Sergeant Hart, you know, in the in the film, uh, uh, for Full Metal. Yeah, for Full Metal. Jacket. 
the hell was uh, it was Matthew Modine, Vincent no, 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 D'Onofrio, Army. Army Lee, right? Oh, um, the drone striker, um, Ermy. Arthur Ermy. Lee, wait, no, Army Hammer. Ermy. No, no, Army Hammer. That's um, that's the tall from uh, a yeah. Social Network yeah, 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 yeah. from Lone Ranger. No, yeah, no. <laughs> it was a. It's like fuck. It's gonna kill me. Go <laughs> ahead. It's. I know it's Ermy. Something Ermy. It's not Ermy. It's Ermy. I'm losing my marine credibility right now <laughs> for not knowing that name. <laughs> no, maybe this could be like a like, like a blooper reel or something. <laughs> so uh, that whole. But yeah, like where he's going off like on all like the. Uh, the new privates, I guess. Yeah. Are they like the privates? We're just like pretty much just talking shit for like that whole introduction. I don't have internet. Yeah, Gunner Sergeant Hartwell in the in the film. Um, well, you know, obviously, I mean, not obviously. Me and people don't know that, but he's a real drone instructor. For hmm. that was his career before he came to acting. He was a actual Marine, you know, war veteran, an actual drone instructor. So this is shit like. It, as he said a hundred times to a hundred different oh, recruits. Right, right, right. I'm sorry, a thousand times to a thousand different recruits all the time, and this that is probably the most realistic the the the, the, the um description depiction? depiction of how the boot camp is in the in the beginning. Huh. Uh, it, it's so intense. I mean, I, I mean, they're not showing you every little thing. Obviously, there's a lot, way more. But that whole how they. Talk, I remember me and my friend Pacheco. He was my, my one of my best friends from boot camp. You know, you make a best friend everywhere you go. You make a best friend, and that's who you stick with. And because in boot camp, I had a best friend in ammo in uh, infantry. You know, uh, infantry train. We had best friends in uh, Iraq, obviously, and all that. But like Pacheco, me and him were bunkmates. He his rack was right next to mine. So at the night when everyone was asleep, we'd kind of like we'd have you know we wouldn't go to sleep till but we'd tell stories like. Every funny thing we'd recant every funny thing that we couldn't laugh at at the time because you didn't want to get in trouble, but that the drone instructor said, and it was like, man, these guys should be stand-up comics because they are—they're really good at improvising at talking shit, like just right away on the spot shit, like, um, uh, shit, man, what was <laughs> just like just the way like drone instructor Hartwell was doing in the Full mm-hmm. Metal Jacket, just like, oh, you fat piece of shit, you 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 move like old people, fuck. <laughs> She's like, damn, what did I do to you? <laughs> you can't really say anything, you know. Right, but you're and you can't even laugh, but you want to laugh. But it's 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 so funny, man. The, the way they are. What would that so be like though? Like mean. if somebody like kind of like broke, you know, like oh, they character. you get uh, they just they put their attention on you. Uh, so as as soon as you la- you're supposed to information, you're not supposed to make a, any kind of facial expression. And as soon as you crack anything, you make a smirk, you do a smile, and they catch it. They're right on your ass. And so now they leave this guy alone. They're on you, and you don't want to be you don't want it to be on you. You know oh, that kind. Yeah. You don't want them. You just want you really the best way to get. They tell you this in the beginning, and no one fucking believes it. But uh, they t- and so like look the fastest way out of here. This place is hell. The fastest way out of here is to shut your mouth, do your thing. Do what you're told and get out, and that's it. And I was like, damn, he's. But you don't realize until later that really is the fastest way out of here. Anything you do that's gonna slow you up, you you try to fight, you're gonna get fucked up. Number one, and then you're gonna get pushed back to a different platoon. So you're gonna get pushed back either a week or two, and so because everything's in cycles. Oh, so gotcha. every, everybody's like on a different phase. You're either two weeks ahead of somebody or two weeks behind somebody on what they just did. Mm. That's how that's how it is. So if you get so if you if you, if you break down and you don't want to do something anymore and you can't qualify that day for whatever you need to qualify, you're getting pushed back to the next time they can qualify, which is two weeks later because you're getting oh. qualified. Or if you break down and you start like I remember like the first week, the end of the first week, this kid started crying just straight up like yelling, crying though like angry tears because he couldn't handle just everything, all the pressure in his face, all the uh, all the guys just on his ass, like, oh, you know that kind of thing, like oh, oh, piece of shit, you know that kind of thing, and uh-huh. he's like. Oh, he starts crying. He's like, "I'll fucking kill all of you!" And he's trying to just punching in the air, 
obviously what happens, he ends up beat, getting beat up and then thrown into the locker and then gets some more fucked up. And then it's the whole story, like, uh, there, all they say is, like, because um, the, the guy will come in, um, the the CEO will come in and it's like, what happened to, what's his face? Everybody says, he fell, sir. And that's what you're supposed to say. And that's Damn. what you say. One of those things. And uh, it was one of those. And then he, and he obviously can't be in that platoon anymore. So he gets dropped back to whatever he's doing two weeks later. So those guys that were there literally for like eight months. It's a, a boot camp is three months. You're, and they're there for what? eight months just because they either get injured or they keep failing their shit and they can't get move on. So, and you're not going to get dropped where they kick you out. It's not, it doesn't work that way. You got to, you have, they're making you pass. So, they're, they're, you know, you're going to keep getting dropped back if you don't want to do your shit. If you keep being disobedient, if you keep being like a dumbass. And then, uh, and then you're going to stay there longer. You're going to miss your family longer. You're going to miss out on all this shit longer. Yeah. It, 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 and really, like they said, the best thing to do is just shut up, do what you're told, and move on. That's all you got to do, you know. Yeah. Damn, crazy, man. I don't know how we got to that, but anyways, yeah, that whole first scene is improvised, but oh, it's, gotcha. but it's gotcha. exactly how it was. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man, like, just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, though. It's definitely interesting. And it's definitely nothing you can do, like... Um, like, I remember one guy was in our platoon when I was 28. No, no, when they were 28. I was 19 when I joined, but... I don't understand how... being When I would turn 28, or when I'm... How old we are now... I don't understand how anybody could take that kind of shit back then. You know, going through boot camp. I can't imagine going through boot camp now. Fuck you. Send me to war again. I don't want to go to boot camp again. <laughs> and it's just like, damn, once you're, you've, you're, you've lived, you're already an adult, 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 not a dumbass adult. You're an adult, adult. And you're going through this where it's just so demeaning. And so like, I get it as a kid. I get it as a teenager or as a young 20 year old, you're going to be, um, yeah, you know what? You're going to get humbled. You're going to get humbled every fucking day. And that's what it's meant for. And you're going to get tr- through it. But I can't even imagine doing through that when already you've established yourself in your life, that kind of thing. I can't imagine it. I don't know how these... My friend Quadra, one of my best friends, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's uh, he was in boot camp when he was 28. He was one of those old guys in there. Oh, That's I a see. cutoff for Marines. I think actually for the Army, it's like 40 or something. The oh, Army really? or the Navy is like 40 or 44 or something like that. Like you're still allowed to join. I don't Marine, know why, but... But the Marines is 28. Anyways, and so that's the oldest you can be. But you're... That's pretty old, in, in my opinion, when you're in that stressful of an environment uh there's no way that you would be just sit down and take this shit like fuck this you know <laughs> fuck you man i'm you know i've you know i've, I've had i have kids what's wrong with you you know that kind of shit oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's only during that adolescent time of your life where you can be able to humble yourself enough to to do it you know well it's also a psychological thing because you know like it's like during adolescence you know where you're still trying to discover you know that self-identity thing yeah. you're going through all that so it's like you're so kind of putty, you know, they can still mold you There's into that person to, yeah. that you want to be. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, like 10 years down the line when you're already kind of like established as an adult. Yeah, and you already created your own personality. You know, like everything's yeah. there. Like it gets set in stone. It's either, you know, some things go or some things don't. Like it's yeah. just the way, you know, it is. And it's the same thing for, you know, like, uh, like uh, uh, I don't know, like the music industry, for example, you know. Yeah. They want to get like the kids that are just like, you know, just like right there and ready, you know. Yeah. Especially, you know, when they know they can make money off you. Like, yeah. It's like, hey, do this, don't do and that. you're going to sign whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Away. As opposed to, you know, being like older. It's like, I don't want to do that. Man, That's not me. Like, yeah. I have my own stuff. Like, what are you talking about? Right, don't right. tell me, like, how to, you know, write my music, whatever, you know. They're not going to get that lip from, like, a young kid, you know. They're going to do everything that you want them to do. So, Which always trips me out about cults. Because, <laughs> look, I get if you're a kid or you're young and dumb and you fall into the hands of an influential leader. Cult leaders 
They're manipulative, but manipulative is a bad word to say in that he's an influential leader. Plain and simple. You, you, I think in life you're, you're, you need to be influential. You need to be manipulative and in a good way. You, mm-hmm. know, you need to be smarter than everybody else and you need to know what you're saying or you need to be charismatic about it so people want to listen to you. Right. And I get that when you're young and dumb. I get that. But when I, I'm looking, you know, you see Colts, there are people in their mid-30s, like, what are you doing? Like, how do you not have the sense enough... What the fuck were you doing? How are you mentally that age? You know what I mean? Like, they're in their mid-30s, but they're mentally 15. How oh, like arrested development? Exactly. That's what all it really is. This happens all the time with, like, people coming out of jail, where they stay in the same age mindset, you know, what they were when they went in. Oh, gotcha. And, and it's that mindset. I think I've said this before, but how from, I think it's from, like, 16 to, I want to say 28, 27, where, like... 90 let's stupid statistic 90% of the crime happens from that from people male males that age because that emotion that testosterone that like just in all that that ignorance just be them being dumb is all this huge fucking rage cloud of uh, split decisions without oh. uh, thinking about the consequences like all these shots firing in their head and it's just like yeah. acting on those impulses acting on impulses not thinking about the pro- you know that kind of thing you know and most of the crime is committed from people that age and and uh, I would argue you know that the, cr- the crime that let's say another you know like let's say the 40 year old dude is still committing crimes he never got out of that stage where you're supposed to get out of it you know oh I see I, I, he's mentally still arrested I mean, he's mentally still in that age so, mm-hmm. you know he's not grown and you know I mean I'm sure you've talked to people who are way older uh, that but you still feel like damn I was having those ideas when I was 15 man or when I was <laughs> 13 like uh, yeah you, sh- you know like they talk to you like it's something new and you're like duh <laughs> you, know, you don't you don't want to be rude to uh, yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. but in your head you're like duh dude like uh, duh, you know haven't you ever seen like uh, you know a fucking movie before you know like <laughs> yeah of course you know you're not supposed to be, you know that way I don't know I feel that way no no I, I get you I get you like, it trips me out like um, like uh, I, I don't know if this was on a previous podcast I don't even know if like to get into it but you know I was talking to like a co-worker uh-huh. about was it the Medea movies? Yeah, we we I think episode three or four of we we went through oh, the whole okay. thing about Medea. But it's just like the same thing. Like I'm just like looking at this. Like okay, yeah, it's like like I don't know. I never really watched. I think I watched one. And I didn't think it was very good. Yeah. And she's just like oh like oh you know it's like it's really good. It has meaning and this and that. And if you're like, ten, like. Yeah, like yeah. trust me, there's like way better movies out there that you know, like you wouldn't even think that they have meanings, but there's like some shit going on behind the scenes. Webs, you know? Yeah, something like what? But it's like I think it's just like kind of like movies like that cater to people. And maybe they just don't want to think all that much. It's pretty much like out in the open, you know, like whatever. Like the for me, I think it's catering to like just young. I think it's I don't know who it's meant for, but it's meant to. It's it can't be anybody who's already had any kind of big impact in their life you know what i mean hmm. uh you know how like in um they talk about how like people are only changed when drastic decisions when drastic uh, uh not decisions or judgment when drastic disasters actually happen in their life that's when people are changed it, it takes something oh, to the shake trauma takes something traumatic to, to shake them up out of their norm and hmm. people that's why that's what this is how i feel about people who've grown up i don't want to say with a silver spoon in their mouth but if people that have grown up not knowing any conflict or any suffering in life, they're usually shitty people. Character-wise, they have no they have no real backbone. They have no real. They get offended easily. They they have no real uh, uh, even real confidence. Really, you know, people who've lived this life that is very carefree, very taken care of, very like uh, 
it's mostly white people. Sorry, guys. But it's <laughs> but it, it, people deserve this kind of life where mommy and daddy takes care of all their bullshit, and mm-hmm. they never have to really work for anything in their life, or they never have to suffer for anything. In their life. They have really shitty character. They don't have any any will really. You know, got us. <laughs> I can think not in touch with like their human nature. Like what's uh, I'm, what I'm what I what I, what's gonna make a difference is when something does happen that's traumatic. They they won't be. It's these kind of people that break down. That can't handle a situation that they, that they give up easier because they've never been tested, mm. you know. You but you take the same kid, you take the same kid, you put him through some shit early on where fuck shit fucked up shit happens where he deals with death right away, where he deals with suffering right away, where he, and it's obviously you know what what is the old expression of the samurai such iron sharpens iron. You're gonna make mm. a hard kid. You're gonna make a guy who knows what's up. You're gonna make a guy who doesn't break under. That's actually going back to the boot camp thing. That's the whole point. They uh they don't care what you've been if you can handle it you can handle it but they want to put as much stress on you as possible, at all times. Like, to give you an example, like if you're not holding your tray your food tray a certain way, you get fucked up because you're you and I'm not even kidding. You need to uh, there's literally a thumb position that has to be over your tray and your elbows at ninety degree angle as you're walking to, from your food to your your table. And if you don't do it in a certain way, you're getting fucked up. And that constant level of pressure that's always on you. Uh, and this is for, and it's really, really for the kids that are, haven't grown up tough, and it's to make them tough. They're putting constant pressure on you, constant because, and it, and it makes sense because they tell you like every again, afterwards after you graduate, they tell you every single thing we're doing here was to they're uh, Mr. Miyagi and you, you know, oh. like Karate Kid, oh. like wax on, wax off, and uh-huh. really they're doing that, and they and they tell you like every single thing we did there is to help you in battle. That's all it's for. That's to help you in war. So as if you can if you can handle your shit when it's, things are super stressful for you, just from people yelling at you, just from people beating you up. If you can handle your shit when people when you're doing that, you're gonna handle your shit when you're under fire. You're gonna handle your shit when bombs are dropping on you and you need to get to a point in front of you. You're not mm. gonna freak out. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen if you put that guy that I was talking about earlier, who's you know like mommy daddy hasn't paid for them. You know what I'm saying? That they're taken care of and they're in a strange situation where something goes wrong in a disaster, and. They're, they're gonna they're gonna break they're gonna fall their knees they're gonna break down they're not gonna come through you know what I mean they're oh. not gonna survive and you you don't want those kind of people backing you up when it matters gotcha you know gotcha. what I mean because those are people that don't come through when it matters you know it's 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 that it's that kind of mentality uh, and that's and it really makes you think about how when the boot camp thing like oh yeah everything was for a reason and it was to make you be able to handle mentally tough obviously mentally strong to handle the situation where I'm not gonna freak out at the first sign of trouble. Huh. You know, and you know, so you throw that on there with the way you know people raise. You're gonna get someone that can handle your shit when they're in the situation, and you want that. You're you right, know, right. You know, and it's not the whole. This is the, the stereotype always goes like, uh, oh, you 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 screw them away with. Oh, it's a meathead. Oh, it's a dumb jock. Or it's a dumb world. It's not. It's not that at all. It's really. It's all about mental stuff. It's all again through a situation that most people wouldn't be able to get through. You know, and it's important to be able. I think because I used to do that all the time. I used to be like very stereotypical of people like. Cause I used to do that at high school, you know, like oh dumb jocks or whatever. Or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, you know, you try to have a conversation with them, and sometimes it was true. <laughs> but you know, but like uh, for the most part, it's really, really, um, you shouldn't be judging people based on whatever their abilities are. You know what I mean? Uh, based on, there's always people that can surprise you if you just go if you have a deep enough conversation with them. You know what I mean? You, I, that's why I love podcasting. You're getting to know somebody over an hour long conversation. Right. You know, you're getting to know as opposed to something like. 
over Medea movies, you know, where you, you're not really getting to know that guy, you know. But I bet you, if we have that, that's like some insight to him, I imagine, you know. Like, yeah, but the insight is shit that should have learned when they were kids. You know what I mean? The insight is yeah. obvious, and it's after the first twenty minutes. Okay, I get it. Can we move on? Now? Like you're like, kind of like waiting for like, oh, okay, like this is like that curve, like this is like maybe like that thing that I didn't see before. You yeah. Know, where it's like you know this whole time it's like okay yeah yeah you're just like waiting for it. But uh, but, but by uh, the end of the movie like you know that. Other shooters and drops, but you, but you, or is that, let's say it does drop, but you already figured out like in the first ten minutes of the movie. So yeah, you're not it's surprised. like okay, yeah, like I knew that. Like, like okay, what else are you giving me? Oh, here, was that know? it? Oh, okay, thanks. You yeah. know, that's like premature ejaculation or something. You know? <laughs> no, but, but what I'm saying is that that same person that let's say uh, that same person that likes those media movies that whoever you're having a conversation with, mm-hmm. ever, we have her on the podcast and we get to know over a, over an hour long period. I think they'd be we'd be surprised with some interesting like oh maybe. Oh, there's shit that she just wasn't able to, uh, you know, or he wasn't able to, you know, uh, convert during the little 10-minute quick. She, we're not having a real conversation with her, as opposed to a podcast where we get to spread it out over time. Right. And then we, once we move on past the bullshit, we get to know the real her. She gotcha, gets gotcha. Up, that kind of thing, you know. I bet you, I bet you it'd be something to that. But I think that's just, like, people in general. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can surprise I, you. I mean, like, anybody, there's, yeah. There's always, like, that face, that facade, you know, but... You don't always see it at first, obviously, but it's like you just get, you know, past a certain point with somebody, maybe like a comfort level, maybe, I don't know, whatever it is. And then it's like, like, oh shit. Like, just like, they just kind of like throw something at you. It's like, oh, it's like normal for them, but it's not, you know, something that's like so commonly expressed for them. Which is always maybe. curious to me, though, because I, I always figured, like, why wouldn't you want to put your best foot forward? Or, like, if you are having these interesting thoughts as opposed to just the regular bullshit that you always... Why wouldn't you want to... Do you think it's just pressure from society to not be, like, uh, you know, people who don't want to seem too over-intellectual, you know? How, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's like... Because I knew there's a lot of people that look down on that, too, or or they feel like they're going to get excluded if they, they you know... I mean, oh, of if course. Too like, do you think that's what's going on with, you know, with most people? Um, like, you know, just thinking about it, like... Um, like say you know like uh, like a kid growing up like in a really poor neighborhood or maybe like the group group of friends that he has is like you know maybe like your run of the mill you know like kind of like either gang bangers or just kind of like you know just like really street life kids it's like uh-huh. maybe like if you were like oh you know I have these sauce or I read this book or whatever right and it's like oh you already gonna get like this attitude like oh man like what are you doing that for you know like yeah like, uh, readings for losers <laughs> yeah seriously stuff like that you know that's, like, kind of I, put I, you that's down really for being, unfair like, but yeah, I, yeah yeah you know what I mean. It's just like, you know, just a hypothetical situation. And it's like, oh, like, already they're, it's like, they're instilled with this thing where it's like, oh, if you, you know, want to question things or you have these thoughts, you know, beyond, like, whatever's normal for whatever, you know, your surroundings your is, are, yeah. it's like, oh, you kind of get shit for it and you don't want to get shit for it, so you just kind of got to, like, play along. Yeah. But even deep down, you know, they do have these things where it's like, you know, you're in tune with something beyond where you're at. Well, uh, what do they call them? Like, uh, not hidden treasures. Um... Diamonds in the rough. Diamonds are no, no there's like a specific expression I'm using, like when you like something that, um, like, but you don't want other people to know you like it. Shame, some of the things. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, shame. Oh, not shameful joy. Um, uh, guilty pleasures. That's guilty pleasures. Thinking. Yeah. So you, you think it's like that for those kind of people? Oh, with actually, books? maybe it yeah. could be. You know, because yeah. they know there are. You know, like, oh, what was that movie? There's this movie. Uh, Stand liver. <laughs> oh, oh, it's probably something like that. Oh. Uh, Finding Forrester with oh, yeah. uh, Sean Connery. Yeah, you know, there's like this kid, you know, coming from like you know, like some hood, a ghetto. Yeah, yeah. in like New York. Well, South Central. Oh, it was in New York. It was in New York. So probably, probably or something like that. Yeah. You know, but you know, he's actually this really, really gifted writer. Writer. Uh huh. But you know, you know, he has like friends. You know, they go ball. They do like this and that, whatever. But you know, he, there's like still that part of him where it's just like beyond that, beyond like 
a whole bunch of other people that are actually like you know uh, commit themselves to this. Like some yeah. people are just born with that talent. Absolutely. You know, he goes to like this private school. You know, where he, he you know goes through like you know those uh, obstacles here and there. You know, just being like a kid from the hood. You know, like you're not one of us. That kind yeah. of thing. You know? Absolutely, some sort of exclusion. Mm-hmm. But you know, like it's kind of like one of those things. It's still you know like very uh, what's the word distancing. Mm-hmm. Where it's almost like you kind of like get out of. Like you feel out of touch where like you don't really belong anywhere. Like over here, yeah, because like, you like this, the hood's not gonna accept you, right? A hundred percent, right? And you go to school here, but they don't. They don't like yeah. because you're not one of them. Absolutely. You're not this high class rich person, yeah, or whatever absolutely. you know. Yeah. So I think there's always this disconnect. Yeah. You know, and like I guess that's why you know some people feel very lonely because of that. Absolutely. You know, they have their friends, but it's almost they can't really connect because I used they're to have, not from this or from that. Like I used that. to have this idea where like. Because I remember this from Raging of Sinshong, actually. You know, if ignorance is bliss, then wipe the smile off my face. Mm. And I, I love that expression. I absolutely love that expression because it relates to, like... And I always felt like, so what's the opposite of that? So that means... If ignorance is... That means with truth comes sadness or with knowledge or, tr- or wisdom even comes sadness. And it's and it's kind of true because you're kind of... The more you know, the more you know more than everybody around you. The mm. more you, you're, you're excluding yourself in a way. The more you're not going to be able to relate to other people, you know. Let you know. Let's put ourselves in a situation where, like, I'm, I'm going. I keep going with you know, not necessarily higher IQ, but I keep going with everything I'm learning. I'm starting to love all this other stuff, independent films, other whatever it is, whatever the medium or norm happens to be for whatever. And now, I, now, like, oh, I want to talk about this, but I can't because they don't know about it. So they're lacking the knowledge that I have. And now I'm just kind of talking to myself about it. You know, I'm now I'm excluding kind of myself. Gotcha. I'm, I'm no longer involved in the shit they're like because I've already moved past that. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer involved in the shit that they that they already in the regular about that things aren't talked about. So now you're you've kind of excluded yourself. You know, so you're it, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the truth. The the actual opposite of that expression, ignorance. This is with truth or with knowledge or with wisdom comes sadness. Comes you know kind of like a, a reality check, like the loneliness. realism of it all, like smartest man in the world actually I think the Simpsons did an episode like that didn't they oh yeah yeah actually it's good that you brought it up uh, Homer Ho- well, the crayon the right? crayon you know where he actually removed you know the crayon out of his brain from whatever dude I'm almost gonna get teary eyed because I remember him and Lisa had a conversation before he stuck the crayon in his nose oh yeah know? yeah. and he said how brave she is for living in that world and he can't be that brave as her do you remember that uh, not specifically, but that's the pinnacle. Of the it's right before he decides to put the crayon back on to be to be dumb again, so everybody can like him. And he tells Lisa, he writes him a letter. He the writes the Lisa, letter, I remember that letter, dude. It's yeah. so sad because he writes her a letter as as the smart Homer, where like it's only him and her that get the whole world now. You know, because they, they're living in a whole different world because of his intelligence, right? Right, right. And and he writes like, um, I'm sorry, I can't be as brave as you are, <laughs> dude. This is so sad. And then he, and then, um, and then, like, oh my god, I'm teary eyed. Because then Lisa, Lisa gets teary eyed reading the letter. And then, because she wakes up and, and asks, hey, dad, how are you? And he's like, oh, you know, being a double yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah. Dude, that's one of the good, man. Damn, yeah, that was a good one. Good. good that you mentioned that, man. Damn, this is a That good. was a good one. Damn, man. But, yeah, but it, sure. it's just like thinking about it, you know, like, where after, you know, like, he puts a crayon back in, you know, because, you know, just so he could go back to his normal self. Yeah. You know, she's, like, there, like, talking to him. But, like, like even, like, watching it, I remember feeling, like, damn, like, they don't connect anymore. They don't have that thing. Because, like, when they were both smart. They had a bond. They, Only was, them, like, too. It was, yeah, exactly. And that was, like, almost, like, one of her, like, wishes from, like, forever, you know? Yeah. That she was actually able to connect with them. Because there's been several episodes where, you know, it's, like, she's always trying to, like, reach him. They try to reach each other. Yeah. But maybe it was just, like, the intelligence thing that was, like. You know, separating them, yeah. and then for that one, you know, uh, episode, 
like they were actually you know on par with each other and they connected like they never had before <clears throat> like and never will again should, yeah and now yeah definitely that was god a good yeah one, that's man. intense that's good shit man yeah absolutely and i you know it's weird because you wanna you wanna feel like um you wanna feel like you wanna have a bond with your daughter no matter what but that kind of thing specifically where she's not only not being able to connect with you, which is sad enough, but she's not being able to connect with the rest of the world in Springfield, you know? She's not, she can't connect with anybody. She's one of these... This is exactly what I was saying. She's too smart for her own good, mm. or she's just too smart for everybody else. So she's really li- she's literally in her own world every day alone, right. you know? And right. this was like a glimpse. This was like a flashlight into an alley, you know, where you oh, okay, kinda, gotcha. where, you, where you, get, you know instantly shut up, and she was able to have that bond or that special time with her dad you know it's really oh, really sad it's, one, it's, 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 I, I think I think when we were in high school we did this like like what do you think uh, we did our own version of a top 10 list uh, um, and it was like saddest uh, Simpsons episodes that have made you cry and I think that was like at least my number one or two but that was a good one. I, what else was on there I think it was uh, the Bart and Lisa playing hockey oh yeah, that's I think right that episode yeah. was on oh for me the, too uh, the there was a Christmas wild... episode no but it had to do with Santa's Little Helper but it wasn't the Christmas episode oh for me. which one it was the one where uh, Santa's Little Helper becomes a guard dog oh for, Burns. for Mr. Burns oh man and there's a uh, there's a montage right when the, the uh, he's gonna attack him you know what I'm talking about and yeah Bart, like he sneaks uh, and Bart's to... like I love you boy <laughs> oh my god it's so teary I'm gonna teary out again oh yeah then, yep but I remember it, that one it's it's the dog remembering all the moments uh, Bart and him had together. Oh my god! But so it was good. just a build up to all yeah. of that, you know. When like as soon as you know he, you know, Mr. Burns, you know, takes him as his guard dog. You know, he uh, he trains him, he converts vicious, him, whatever. All vicious, yeah. So he's he's not Santa's little helper anymore. Yeah. And then there's a one. Then uh, Bart goes to Mr. Burns' house to like get him back. So he he jumps the fence and he's like looking for him. Uh, and Santa's little helper is just like you know prowling around. And, you yeah. Know, and he sees him. And then, you know, Bart's like, he's like, oh, hey, boy. And then he's, like, growling on him. He's like, like, oh, shit. Like, ah. Yeah. So he's, like, running away from him. And then it's, like, right, uh, he gets, like, to the fence. And then that's when, you know, like, uh, Santa's little helper still chasing him. And then it's, like, this really slow motion thing where it stops and he just, like, jumps in the air. Yeah. And that's, uh. Like, he's going for his throat as he's jumping in the air. And then he starts remembering the memories. It's like, yeah, the I, I love, love you, it. boy. And, and he it just echoes. In the back. <laughs> and it's, like, all this, like, all these, like, memories. Like, man, like, dude, like. Like, how do people write stuff like that? This is just like a freaking cartoon. Like, Hold on, they just made me laugh again because the echoing in the background moment. You remember when Homer and Marge are separated for a little bit? <laughs> when he's in the car in the he's background like... talking into like a tube? <laughs> <laughs> you mean I'm going to be a daddy? Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Marge like realizes it and throws him out the car. No, because it's cool like the way they set that scene up where she's just driving. Like, we don't like, know, we don't know in the back seat. Right exactly, now. you know? It's just like... It's like, oh, one of those scenes where she's just, like, thinking all these things, like, in Homer's voice. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, like, man, like, because, like, I love the way everything that he said kind of built, built it up. Yeah. I just remember, like, oh, you know I'm going to be a daddy? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to love you forever. 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 <laughs> and then you just hear, like, turn around and he's in the back seat Forever? <laughs> With a rolled up <laughs> newspaper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kicks him out of the car and just makes, like, this hard turn. Yeah. That was, that was good, man. That was a good one. Let's end on a high note, because I was getting way too emo for a second. <laughs> uh, we'll come back with the second part of this episode again. Uh, but this has been Snooze and Booze, and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Fuck, it's still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Lope, and you're still working on it. Make it, dude. Make it that. <laughs>